2: Hola y bienvenidos a Coffee Break Spanish otra vez. Yo soy Mark, como lo sabéis muy bien. My name is Mark and I'm here to help you with your Spanish. In this episode, episode 24, we're going to be going camping and looking at some useful phrases that you can use in lots of situations. I hope that you enjoy the episode. Now, over the past few weeks, we've been talking about accommodation, mainly concentrating on hotels and the type of language that you may need to book into a hotel and if you encounter any problems in the hotel. As with everything that you learn in Coffee Break Spanish, the kind of language that you learned in these previous programs can be reused. And you might well find that phrases that you learned previously can be reused in other situations. Today, we're talking about the campsite and lots of the language you've already learned can be used in the campsite situation. Let's first of all begin by asking, is there a campsite near here? Now, the word for campsite in Spanish is un camping.
3: Un camping.
2: Yeah, it's a bit strange. It's one of these words in foreign languages that's not quite right. It's based on the English word, but it's really not the English word. So, un camping is a campsite. Un camping.
3: Un camping.
2: Now, can you remember how to say around here por aquí por aquí yeah and you could change it equally to near here which would be
3: cerca de aquí
2: cerca de aquí or cerca de aquí so how would you say is there a campsite around here
3: hay un camping por aquí
2: hay un camping por aquí
3: Hay un camping por aquí.
2: Hay un camping por aquí, or hay un camping cerca de aquí.
3: Hay un camping cerca de aquí.
2: Perfecto. Now we're going to learn a few words that are associated with the campsite. To begin with, the verb to camp, or to go camping. It's acampar.
3: Acampar.
2: Acampar.
3: Acampar.
2: Okay, and the word for a tent varies slightly between Spain and some countries in Latin America. It could either be una tienda.
3: Una tienda.
2: Una tienda, and that's in fact the same word that you would use for a shop. Una tienda.
3: Una tienda.
2: It comes from the fact that in the olden days, shops used to be under tents. Una tienda.
3: Una tienda.
2: And in some Latin American countries, you may find the word una carpa used.
3: Una carpa.
2: Una carpa.
3: Una carpa.
2: Muy bien. The other thing that you may find in a campsite is una caravana.
3: Una caravana.
2: Una caravana. A caravan. Una caravana.
3: Una caravana.
2: Caravana, caravan, motorhome, something like that. So let's run through those again. We've got acampar.
3: Acampar. Una tienda. Una tienda.
2: Una carpa.
3: Una carpa.
2: Una caravana.
3: Una caravana.
2: If you've been following Coffee Break Spanish right the way through, then you may remember that in Lesson 16 we did a phrase meaning can one do something. The phrase at that point was ¿Se puede, comer aquí?
3: ¿Se puede comer aquí?
2: Se puede comes from the verb poder, to be able to. And we've already come across other phrases like puedo, can I, and so on. And it's followed by an infinitive. It's very, very useful in Spanish. So we are going to ask the question today ¿Se puede acampar?
3: ¿Se puede acampar aquí?
2: Meaning, of course.
3: Can we camp here?
2: Yeah, can we camp here. Literally, can one camp here. Is it possible to camp here? ¿Se puede acampar aquí?
3: ¿Se puede acampar aquí?
2: So you can actually use that phrase for both tents and caravans or motorhomes because it will be fairly obvious to the person you're talking to Whether you want to pitch your tent or park your caravan in their garden or their field or whatever. Se puede acampar aquí?
3: Se puede acampar aquí?
2: We're going to reuse this phrase, se puede, in a number of situations in this lesson. So let's imagine that you're in the campsite and you want to ask the question, Can you drink the water? Can you remember what water is?
3: El agua.
2: El agua. Mm -hmm. Just as in un agua mineral. So, if you want to say, can one drink the water, you would say, ¿Se puede beber el agua?
3: ¿Se puede beber el agua?
2: ¿Se puede beber el agua?
3: ¿Se puede beber el agua?
2: Let's imagine that you wanted to hire a towel. The word to hire is alquilar.
3: Alquilar.
2: Now, last week, when we were doing accommodation in hotels, we learned the word for a towel. What's a towel? Toalla. Toalla, una toalla. So, can one hire a towel? Se puede alquilar una toalla.
3: ¿Se puede alquilar una toalla?
2: Muy bien. ¿Se puede alquilar una toalla?
3: ¿Se puede alquilar una toalla?
2: Perfecto. We'll come back to se puede a bit later. In the meantime, let's ask about where some things are in the campsite. How do you say where is?
3: ¿Dónde está?
2: ¿Dónde está? So, let's imagine that we're asking, where is the swimming pool?
3: ¿Dónde está la piscina?
2: Exacto. ¿Dónde está la piscina? Or in Latin America, ¿Dónde está la piscina? What about the supermarket? We may not have done this word, but we have done the market already. ¿Mercado? El mercado. So, the supermarket would be...
3: ¿Supermercado? <laughs> el
2: supermercado, exacto. Entonces, ¿dónde está el supermercado?
3: ¿Dónde está el supermercado?
2: ¿Dónde está el supermercado?
3: ¿Dónde está el supermercado?
2: Muy bien. If we were talking about the showers, we did shower a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about accommodation, so what's the word for a shower? Tucha. Una ducha, ducha. So, the showers would be?
3: Las duchas.
2: Las duchas. How would you say then, where are the showers?
3: ¿Dónde están las duchas?
2: Muy bien, and you remembered están. I hope all our listeners remembered that as well. Están is the plural form of the verb. So, it's not where is the shower, donde está la ducha, but... ¿Dónde están las duchas? Where are the showers? ¿Dónde están las duchas?
3: ¿Dónde están las duchas?
2: And in a campsite, you also probably would have a toilet block. That would be the toilets, los servicios.
3: Los servicios.
2: In Latin America, los servicios.
3: Los servicios.
2: ¿Dónde están los servicios?
3: ¿Dónde están los servicios?
2: ¿Dónde están los servicios?
3: ¿Dónde están los servicios?
2: And one other thing that you may want to know in the campsite is the waste disposal area, the bins. ¿Dónde están los cubos de la basura?
3: ¿Dónde están los cubos de la basura? Cubos. Cubos.
2: Los cubos de la basura.
3: Los cubos de la basura.
2: Perfecto. ¿Dónde están los cubos de la basura?
3: ¿Dónde están los cubos de la basura?
2: Muy bien. So that's just some things that you may need to find on a campsite. And again, it's just really more vocabulary. You can check in the dictionary if there's anything else that you need to find while you're on the campsite. Before we move on to the next section of today's lesson, I'm going to give you a challenge. I would like you to see if you can work out how you would ask something like this. Where can one buy milk? Now, we have covered most of these words at various times in the Coffee Break Spanish lessons. The one word that we haven't covered is to buy. And to buy is comprar.
3: Comprar.
2: Comprar. Now, see if you can work out the rest of the sentence. Where can one buy milk? And I'll give you some thinking time just now. Okay, let's see what we can work out. First of all, let's start at the end. Milk. Think back to when we were ordering drinks and we ordered a milky coffee. How did we ask for that?
3: Un café con leche.
2: Un café con leche. So the word for milk is? Leche. Leche. Okay, now, where? How do you say where? Donde. Donde. huh. So, donde... Can one buy? We've already had buy in this lesson, it's comprar. So, how would you say, where can one buy?
3: Donde se puede comprar?
2: Donde se puede comprar? And then finally, milk. Leche. Donde se puede comprar leche?
3: Donde se puede comprar leche?
2: Muy bien. Let's change this to Where can one buy coffee?
3: Donde se puede comprar cafe?
2: Donde se puede comprar cafe, muy bien. What about Where can one buy bread?
3: Donde se puede comprar pan?
2: Donde se puede comprar pan exacto. Now, these phrases can be reused, the words and the parts of this phrase can be reused in other phrases, allowing you to develop your vocabulary and develop your range of expression. Okay, we'll be back in just a moment. When you're not listening to Coffee Break Spanish, you can still practice your Spanish with our regular posts on social media. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Coffee Break Spanish. We're Learn Spanish on Twitter and you can keep up with the team through our regular posts on Instagram. Follow Coffee Break Languages. It's our mission to help you turn your downtime into your do time. Okay, let's get on with the lesson. We're going to move on to another part of the lesson, and this is where we're going to learn the alphabet. In Spanish, there is a body, an official body, which in a sense controls what is seen as official Spanish, and this is the Real Academia Española. And according to the Real Academia Española, the following letters make up the Spanish alphabet. A, B, C... And then a fourth letter is C-H. Then it continues, D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L. And then you have double L, as in me llamo. M, N, and then N with a tilde above it. The little squiggle, which is used in words like otoño, autumn. And then O P Q R. S-T-U-V-W-X-Y-Z or Z. Now, some of these letters are very rare in Spanish. For example, the letter K only really exists in words that come from foreign origins. For example, KILOMETRO and KILO, meaning KILOMETRE and KILO. Similarly, W is also very rare. Other people will tell you that R. That's a double R, is another letter in the Spanish alphabet. Indeed, when I was at university, I was told that R was one of the letters of the Spanish alphabet. However, according to the Real Academia, double R is not one of the letters of the official Spanish alphabet. Let's then learn each letter individually. Before we do, there's one other thing that I'd like to say. And that is that in Spain, the letter C is pronounced C, and in Latin America, it's pronounced C So let's try these the. Se. Se. And the same happens with the letter Z or Z. In Spain, it's "theta feta And in Latin America, "seta. zeta. Now, we've already mentioned lots about the differences between C and Z pronunciations in Spain and Latin America, so it should come as no surprise that there are differences in the way in which the letters in the alphabet are pronounced. While we're repeating the alphabet, we will concentrate on the Spanish pronunciation. If you wish to repeat the Latin American pronunciation, that's absolutely fine. So let's begin. We'll do this in groups of three letters.
0: A, B, C.
3: A B C.
2: C D E.
3: C D
2: E. F G H.
3: F G H.
2: I J K.
3: I ta ele ele p q r
2: s t
3: u s e t
2: h u v w x o
3: w x
2: i griega E griega theta. It literally means Greek I. griega.
3: griega.
2: Muy bien. Now, there a few things to say, particularly about V and W. V in some parts of the world can be V. Me. And that, of course, sounds very similar to the second letter of the alphabet. Be. Be. In fact they sound absolutely identical and that's why in Spain in particular you're more likely to hear B for B and "Uve" for V. In some countries B is referred to as B grande and in this situation V is referred to as B chica. This is like saying ve big sound and V, little sound. So, big B and little V, or something like that. It is quite complicated. Um, You can stick to whichever version you like, as long as you're consistent. The same happens with W. I was taught that W in Spanish is OBE DOBLE. And literally, that means V double. And when you think about what a W looks like, that probably makes more sense than saying it's two U's. W, it should perhaps be double V. However, in Spanish, you'll hear W referred to as W, doble v w, w, or or Doble. The fact is that there are very few Ws in Spanish in the first place, so you hopefully don't need to worry about it too much. We're going to go through the whole alphabet one more time. I'll say the English, then I'll say the Spanish. There will be a space for you to repeat the Spanish, and Cara will then say the Spanish after that. So... First of all, A A B
3: E. F. K. L
2: Ellie Double L Ellie Ellie Emmy with a tilde
3: Egnie
2: O, O O P, P. P. Q. 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 R, R. R. S. 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 T. T. U.
3: U. U. Or v,
2: or v, v, or V, v. W, w, w. or W, or w. or W, V. W X X X Y i griega
3: i griega Z theta
2: And that's where we're going to leave it today for this edition of Coffee Break Spanish. Thanks for joining us, and we hope it's been useful. You can join the Coffee Break Spanish community on Facebook at facebook.com slash coffeebreakspanish and follow at Learn Spanish on Twitter. Muchas gracias y hasta pronto. This is a production of the Radiolingua Network.
1: Find out more at radiolingua.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.